betrayal, trauma, chronic mistreatment, and abuse. We will discuss those issues on this video as well as how empathy helps in those situations. Now, the last video discussed safety and trust, so this video picks up right there. We'll see you in there. The dividing line, I think, between where you and uh, the two of us work is the betrayal trauma. Um, <clears throat> trauma is not a one-time feeling of, not necessarily a one-time feeling of something going terribly wrong. It's a consistent feeling of, I'm not safe. That leads us to, leads especially um, the wife in, in the case of the relationships we work with, leads them to a place that it's, it shows up as PTSD. I consistently am in an environment that does not feel safe to me. I don't know how to make it feel safe. The person who's causing the harm continues to be the person I'm in daily relationship with. She's still on the battlefield while I'm in her space. And so that sense of PTSD um, may not stop if just simply based on my presence, because I can be a constant reminder of he's unsafe, he's unsafe, he's unsafe. Um, not that she's like obsessing or anything like that. It's, it's the, the reptile part of our brain keeps saying, what are you doing? This is not a safe place. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. And, and our brain is constantly reminding us that we're not safe. And so, um, definitely some sort of physical separation after trauma can help begin healing because she can establish that mm -hmm. sense of safety for herself. And <clears throat> to the guys, if you really want to distinguish yourself between uh, a guy who is clueless and does not know what he's doing and an abuser, maintain her boundaries. If you can maintain her boundaries, okay, I'm a clueless guy that's done a bunch of stupid stuff, but I can maintain her boundaries now. If you won't maintain her boundaries, I'm an abuser. But I mean, that's, that's really one of the most clear indications of, of what that is because it's emotional abuse when somebody says, please leave me alone. And you keep entering into their space and saying, I don't care if you feel unsafe, I want to do X. And that I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of having done that. And it, it was never helpful. And, and all of my reasoning behind it, again, doesn't, it's like you said, I can do the math on it. I know why I did what I did, but it didn't result in the outcome that I was hoping for, you know, and, um, and that for a lot of guys is really hard to hear because that's one of those words that nobody ever wants to, you know. Abuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The emotional abuse, yeah. Yeah, you never want to hang on to that one. Hey guys, you know, I found out last night I'm an abuser. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You know, that's just not a sign we want to. That's something, I mean, you guys may quibble with this like on a semantics level and I, I will have no problem with it if you do. But I'm... I, as people might just be able to tell by my stuttering and stammering and the way that I like 
do all the things that I do. I'm ADHD guy. And during my marriage, I had no idea that that was a condition that I was dealing with. It was something that the doctor helped me diagnose afterward when I realized I wasn't very good at managing uh, single parenthood and a home by myself um, without, without, without a, you know, my wife around. And I think it's so important to think about the, I like to use the term, the math result of our actions, because one of the things that I've consistently read and that people have consistently reported when they're with someone dealing with ADHD is that people with ADHD consistently show up as selfish, consistently show up as narcissistic, consistently, I don't want to say consistently, but can show up similarly to like someone who's sociopathic, like as if they don't care about how you're feeling. And I'm so defensive that I'm not, I'm not abusive. I'm not neglectful. I was probably definitely neglectful, but I'm not abusive, right? I'm not narcissistic. I'm not sociopathic. I don't perceive myself to be like overly selfish. I just think it's important. You know, Jay was talking about abuse and, and, and we're so defensive. And so we want to recoil at horror at the idea that we could be abusive. And I think a useful way to think about it is not so much whether our intentions are to abuse or whether we like willfully abusing somebody, but that on the other side of the equal sign of our behavior, could somebody experience the equivalent of being abused? And so in the way that idea came to me was through my ADHD diagnosis, when, you know, my wife would, in my estimation, hurl unfair accusations of being like narcissistic or sociopathic, which I've come to learn while studying like relationships and ADHD over the years, is that that's a really common thing for people to feel when they're with somebody with ADHD. The, the forgetfulness, the thoughtlessness is the mathematical equivalent of somebody that's narcissistic or sociopathic. And so I just think it's a fair question. Does it matter whether I'm a narcissist? Does it matter whether I'm a sociopath? I think to a certain extent it might to a person, that knowledge, but in the context of how they feel by experiencing me, by being with me, if the math result of being with me is the equivalent of being with a sociopath or a narcissist, like where do I get off like defending myself? They experience the same awful thing. And so it's incumbent on me to accept responsibility for eliminating the behavior, eliminating the experience that is equivalent to sociopathy or narcissism or abuse. And I, I, I think it's a way to not feel defensive about it. It's not a character attack. It's simply the math results of your actions. And, and you didn't mean to, but now that you're aware that it happened, can you accept responsibility for it? Can you, can you not say, oh, gee whiz, I didn't know and just move on? Can you say, now that I do know, I'm going to accept responsibility for not allowing someone I love to feel this same way because of things that are in my sphere of influence. And um, I, I think the decision to not to do that is, is willful neglect. Yeah. And so I, I, I encourage people to choose the opposite, which, you know, something too late in my marriage, but never too late to start as a human being. Right. Right. So when we talked last time, because what you were just talking about, what we talked about last time with validation, one of the biggest challenges for me and for some of the guys I work with is I, I don't want to be seen that way, right? I, I get into this, I get into this image discussion 
of if she sees me as someone who's abusive, she's going to leave. Everybody leaves abusive people. Yeah. So if I can now, now it becomes for me, it becomes an image conversation. You can't see me that way. And if I don't, if I don't allow myself to be vulnerable and say, wow, that word scares me. And because it does, I, I now am, am having a whole different conversation. I'm, I've left the, while you're in pain to, no, I'm not abuser. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I can't be vulnerable enough to go, huh, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there's something there I need to look at. Maybe I can drop my, how I want to be perceived and still step into what she's feeling. And that's where, you know, this whole idea of vulnerability in the relationship of like, that comes up for me of, man, I don't, how do I take, how do I take that on and not look in the mirror and just go, you know, kind of freak out about who I am. So, <laughs> you know, that's one of those things that, that gets wrapped up in this is that now means something about me, especially because, you know, one of the other elements is guys aren't really trained in developing empathy very well. Mm -hmm. uh, porn users, guys who have habitual porn use, um, they actually it decreases their ability to feel empathy for another person because they're always interacting with people from a, what can I get from you? Um, you know, uh, standpoint and when, um, sociopaths, people on the autism spectrum and um, other people that, that have a lack of empathy all kind of look the same from the other side of the equation, you know, it always, it's just like, okay, I'm not getting in any empathy here. And it's, it's not something he, you just say to him, Hey, look, I need you to empathize with me. And he's like, uh, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm sure that words in the dictionary and I know what it means, but I don't know how to put feet on that. And then, so the next time, hey, I need you to empathize with me. And he still doesn't know what he's doing. And it becomes one of those, like, some of the people that don't show clear empathy, they either are, <laughs> you know, they're sociopath or, you know, and it becomes this conversation of like, what lines up with how he's behaving? And, and none of those are fun to talk about. Um, but, uh, but that sense of vulnerability, that sense of empathizing with an, another person despite my image is pretty big you said you know um i don't want to think of myself as an abuser or narcissist or uh, sociopathic um the way i see it is you know i was i always tell the women okay you know i, I show them this uh four quadrant grid thing and i say okay your husband will tend to more like most of the guys will tend more toward the clueless or toxic area. And the thing that will 
determine which one they are and if they move to a different quadrant is how teachable they are. But ultimately, if we try teaching him and he says he wants to learn, but he, he ultimately doesn't, then I'm like, okay, I wouldn't call him toxic. Maybe he just has an issue with learning certain things. Maybe certain parts of his brain haven't developed fully yet. I don't know, but um, whether or not he's clueless, um, you know, we have to, after enough time of, of working with them, we have to go, but his, the results are toxic. You know, you're being, you're being harmed here. Um, and I think that's kind of what you were saying. Thanks for joining us. Next time we'll discuss the question, what if he's not all in? We'll see you then guys. Bye. Bye.